today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup, and this week I'm joined by Madison Minutes editor Haley Sperling. The old Madison College downtown campus might become housing and a hotel. A judge says, yes, Wisconsin, we can regulate big dairy farms. And we check in on Jimmy the Groundhog and his famous prediction. It's Friday, February 2nd. I'm Molly Stentz, and here's what Madison's talking about. Welcome to the Friday News Roundup, the February edition. Happy February. Happy Groundhog's Day. Joining me today is none other than our newsletter editor, Haley Sperling. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Hi, Molly. Hello, hello. Bianca Martin is on assignment today. So it's us. Just the two of us. So, no, I'm not going to say I will not. I will not. So I heard that that big hole in the ground downtown where the old MATC campus used to be is actually going to be something. Is it true, Haley? Is it true? That's what we hope. That's really what we hope. I want to say it's true, but those who know this story have known that we've been teased like this in the past and things have been pulled away from us. So if you don't know, let me inform you. There has been essentially just a giant hole in the middle of downtown for years. Uh, And hopefully, like you said, we're getting closer to filling it. Um, But that hole used to be part of the uh, MATC or Madison College campus. It was a six-story, there was a six-story building that opened at uh, 211 North Carroll Street in 1921. So it served students for almost a century before it closed uh, because Madison College closed its entire downtown campus back in 2019 to make way for its Goodman South campus over on South Park Street. So that was like a whole rigmarole. They shut down operations there. It was a big thing. Everyone had to move out. Everyone had to get their stuff together uh, so they could put a new campus in South Madison. And the goal with that was to, you know, meet students where they are. And after a while, you know, Madison College found that um, their students would be better served if they were in that area. So makes sense. But Now we've got so much prime real estate downtown um, that was just occupied by these massive um, academic buildings. And so it's like, what are we going to do with them? And so now developers have gotten initial approval from city council that they need to move forward with a uh, plan to build a hotel and an apartment building at the site. But... This isn't the first time that someone has said that sentence, right? Um, (laughs) There's always a but. Right, right. There's always a but. Even before the building was demolished, you know, they were trying to figure out what to do with this space because, you know, MATC knew they were going to close things down. And so initially, uh, in 2017, the Cap Times reported that 
Hovde Properties was going to build a 10-story like office slash like first level retail space uh, on the site uh, over at the, it was like the site of a former parking lot on Wisconsin Ave. That one didn't work out obviously, because we don't have anything there now. But I will say, like, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's kind of a good thing that one didn't work out, considering the state of, like, the modern office building these days. Like, RIP to all of them. Now people are trying to figure out how do we turn all these yeah. empty offices into affordable housing, maybe. Uh- Could you imagine building an office development downtown in 2019. Oh my God. The irony like that. It's just, it's devastating, right? I'm glad that one didn't work out. Uh, (laughs) It's uh, probably for the better. Uh, And then those conversations started years and years ago. And then later, after those things kind of fell apart, in 2020, the nonprofit Wisconsin Housing Preservation Corp uh, proposed a more than $60 million 12-story, quote-unquote, workforce housing project uh, that would have brought in roughly 200 apartments uh, that would have had the majority of those units uh, be for folks with lower income. And it also would have had um, commercial space and underground parking and whatnot. So all of the things that we were really looking for, and and I say we as in the city, was really looking for with this project, um, being housing but also affordable housing like that is huge you know especially in such a prime downtown spot affordable housing downtown what (laughs) i literally who is she who is she um but unfortunately they had to pull out of the project citing rising construction costs and interest rates which is the, the story of madison development that we've been hearing for the past you know five years at this point, basically, since the pandemic started, everything that that we want to get built is taking longer, and it's more expensive, which is the moral of the story. If you want to be a developer, you better have the money. So now, NGC Hospitality Group, they're based in Middleton, has a proposal for an 11-story hotel at the 33 West Johnson Street space, and then can converting the historic school building at North Carroll Street into 134 market rate apartments. And so that proposal is the one that recently just got the zoning approval from city council in the year that we are currently in, 2024. So (laughs) this project has a long tail and I hope that we can move forward on this. But yeah, yeah, it's exciting. And so when they say market rate housing, that means basically charge as much as you want as people will pay. Yep, pretty much, which is kind of a bummer because, of course, like what that is going to mean is probably like $1,800 studios, um, which is a bummer. Obviously, it's not the affordable housing that people were looking for. But again, I am kind of of the mindset that I think any housing is a win in this situation just because we are so, so desperate um, for for new developments here. And this is such a great location for that. Um, I think it would be really, really awesome to see the type of housing that new grads could live in, you know, something that perhaps like, you know, it's, it might be a little bit more expensive, but like, hopefully they can afford it. But I, I have some hopes for this project. I hope 
first and foremost that it kind of goes through because I'm so sick of looking at that hole. Like it's kind of <laughs> one of those things that like I I worked right around the corner from the hole for for a while. Um and it was one of those things that like my brain would kind of just like make a blind spot like this doesn't exist and then every now and then yeah. I'd be walking down the street and, and I'm just like ah yeah there it is still there and then I'm like how yeah. did we even get here you know and it's like I just ex- described it's been a long and winding road it's it's a bummer that the proposal doesn't include affordable housing but the bright side is it is being developed or we're we're one step closer to getting <laughs> developed <laughs> We're one step where we are one zoning <laughs> approval closer to development. Yeah. Yeah. My my husband used to teach in that building and I know there was a lot of sadness when it closed because there it was the last real downtown campus of any, you know, any university downtown. It had that legacy that you mentioned. But the thought was okay, well, affordable housing, that's also something the city needs, right? Like, okay, that Madison College has this new campus on the south side that they're investing in, and a lot of people need housing downtown, and housing downtown makes sense. There's so many environmental benefits to having a densely populated center city. You got buses right there. You got all of the places you can walk to. Mm -hmm. You know, there's parks, there's shopping there you know it makes sense there's transit yeah but that did not come to pass but as you mentioned the city has a housing deficit we don't have enough units for all of the people who want to live here which is just driving prices up which which doesn't benefit those of us who need a place to live and unfortunately, like there's nothing that the city can really do about you know the developer's proposal for for this site, you know, the city can't say like, you have to come back with affordable housing units um, because uh, Madison College actually still retains the property. And so state law, according to this Channel 3000 article says that the city can't hold out on a proposal because it doesn't come with affordable housing. But with that, uh, downtown Alder District 4, Mike Revere, he did point out that the college, if they wanted to, they could have attempted to make affordable housing um, part of the condition to lease that, like the the whole space, essentially. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, we're, we're not pointing fingers at Madison College, but like, the, if, if they were really committed, that, that could have been a requirement for them, you know? So it is kind of interesting. Like, there are a lot of parties at play here. But like I said, overall, I hope this will be a good project. I hope that it, it really anything in that space is going to be better than the whole, you know? It's just a <laughs> giant eyesore in the middle of downtown. Sure, I guess we always need another hotel. I have such mixed feelings on, like, more hotels downtown, you know? Like, we're building so many of them. Like, there's more on East Wash. There's a bunch downtown already. And I'm like, I don't know. If you're staying in a hotel, I understand the need for walkability, you know, and, like, getting easy access to conferences or office spaces or whatever but also like if you're staying in a hotel like aren't you probably i don't know getting getting your stuff paid for by work can't you rent a car or get an uber or something like there are hotels farther out let people live downtown is what i'm saying i guess i don't know i'm not anti-hotel but i'm not really pro-hotel that's my hot take here (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and there are so many weekends in Madison where the hotels are not full. Like, it's really all right. about the Dairy Expo, right? We have these big events <laughs> that fill up all the hotels for a weekend and then otherwise not as full. Could the hotels become the next uh, the next office space? Who knows? But, you know, speaking of Dairy Expo, uh, Molly, you've, you've got a story that, that relates to the cows in our state. Yeah. So before we dive into any more news... Let's take a quick break. So, Haley, I've got some farming news for you. There's been a quiet legal development about farming in our state this week. And I want to read you the judge's ruling. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here's the ruling. Big ruling. Here it is. The State Department of Natural Resources has clear legal authority to protect the state's waters. Boom, mic drop. Big boom, yes. Those are clear (laughs) words. Those are clear and solid words. So this is a thing that was debated here in the state of Wisconsin. If you're asking yourself, well, duh, yeah, we know. Well, apparently we didn't know because we had to sue about it. There was a whole lawsuit about farming in our state, and water pollution. So you may be asking yourself, like, so what? Why does this matter? Well, my question to you is, do you remember SimCity? Absolutely, I do. (laughs) So that's a game where you get to build your own little city. I freaking loved that game. So if you want to create your own city, okay, bear with me. Like, let's say you want to create the city of Haley, Wisconsin, okay? I love it. You're going to... (laughs) you're going to have to have a plan for some infrastructure. Like you probably are going to want some roads so people can get around and you're probably going to want some sewers to like carry that waste away and like a sewage treatment plant to deal with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, if you live in the countryside here in Wisconsin and you operate a large farm, so we're talking like thousands of animals, dairy cows, chickens, pigs, you are essentially creating the waste of a small city. Hmm. Only there's no infrastructure to support it. You're kind of on your own to figure it out out there. So we have hundreds of large farms, factory farms, often called CAFOs, confined animal feeding operations. So these big farms with thousands of cows often around. And they're basically like these little mini cities cranking out lots of poop and (laughs) that's a problem and that's where the state comes in because if you want to run a big dairy for let's say you have to get permits from the state dnr and that's the state's way of trying to keep tabs on pollution right because you're not just supposed to like take all that manure from all those cows and just dump it on the ground let it run into the creeks and streams and where it'll kill fish and other creatures because we know all that phosphorus from that manure creates those algae blooms pollutes the water downstream for all of us and hence our stinky lakes here in madison Mm -hmm. in the old days when farms were smaller it wasn't that big a deal but you start putting thousands of cows together in one place and you got a lot of waste to deal with so those permits that the state issues 
and how they manage them are a big deal. So what happened was uh, some lobbyists for the dairy industry basically filed a lawsuit saying, hey, we think these permits are too restrictive. Like they're making it hard on us to operate our farms. Um, A lot of the big farms, I mean, I think all farms really, but a lot of the big farms are saying, you know, they're feeling stretched by the economy. It's hard enough to make a living. And they're basically being told by the industry they need to be big in order to survive. They need to have more and more animals in order to make a living. So dairy farms have gotten bigger in our area. And the bigger the farm, the more manure. And the more manure, the more potential for water pollution. And the farms have been causing big problems for the communities around them for years and years and years there have been fights over how to enforce that like what to do about it right and the state has recently tried to make restrictions like "Mm, maybe in order to get this pollution permit you shouldn't have so many animals in this area because it's not set up to handle the poop and that was kind of a big deal when they did that because they didn't really have a history of doing that. They kind of had a history of just approving the permits. So this triggered a lawsuit from the dairy industry, which is how we got to this week with a judge in Calumet County saying, actually, no, it's legit. The state DNR can make you get a pollution permit. And as such, they can put conditions on the size and scope of your farm in order to protect area water. So this is a, it's a pretty big win for clean water. And I can see then, you know, that farmers might get frustrated about this, though, and feel like their livelihoods are being impeded upon. So like, how do we find a balance there? You know, that I I, I don't expect us to come up with an answer here. You know, it's kind of just the internal struggle. Um, of course, you know, dealing with manure is such such a lovely topic. Um, And if anyone is interested in learning more about how Dane County specifically deals with the manure from our local farms, um, I actually just wrote about it for our Madison Minutes newsletter. And you can read more about Dane County's Dairy Air, a beautiful headline written by Molly Stenz. Thank you, Molly, uh, at madison.citycast.fm. I'm sure we will keep talking about this issue for years and years to come. It is not over. But this week we did get a clear ruling from a judge that clearly states the DNR has the ability to mandate permits for farms. So now we'll see what the DNR does and we'll see if if it helps, if it helps communities around us and gets us cleaner water. Some fun and less poopy animal news it's groundhog day well downtown sun prairie if anyone doesn't know like they're pretty big on groundhog day uh and we don't have punxatani phil but we do have jimmy jimmy the groundhog (laughs) our favorite and he is going to predict whether we get some springtime coming up soon or whether we're going to have uh however many more weeks of winter and judging by the weather that we've had already like it's anyone's call truly our friends over at uh citycast pittsburgh of course are the famous home of punxsutawney phil they made a note that it turns out 
Phil only gets the predictions right roughly 40% of the time. So truly, you could flip a coin and have better odds <laughs> of determining whether we're going to have more winter or not, which is also kind of funny because, you know, PETA, they hate Groundhog Day, of course. And, <laughs> you know, everyone's got their thing for or against PETA. It's fine. We don't need to get into it. But like, that was their whole thing. They were like, why don't you just flip a coin? Which is like, not as cute or fun, obviously, but like genuinely would be more accurate. <laughs> And probably safer, right? Flipping a coin because, like, that coin is not going to bite you on the ear like Jimmy did to the Sun Prairie mayor, right? Like, in years past. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Jimmy had a rough morning. And, you know, if someone pulled me (laughs) out of my burrow at (laughs) 6 a.m. and said, predict the future... I would bite them too. Like genuinely, Noted. what do you do with Noted. that? Noted. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever schedule a 6 a.m. meeting with me, please. <laughs> will not will not try it. But what what are our predictions? What's gonna happen? Should we grab a quarter? Should I flip a coin? Like <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see what Jimmy said today, but I'm gonna go with no more winter because that's what I want to believe. <laughs> Okay, I am going to say, I'm literally flipping a coin right now. I'm going to say heads, no more winter, and tails is more winter. How do we feel about that? Sure. Um, All right, we're going to flip this because the internet lets you just flip coins. Heads, no more winter. I agree. And that's also the vibe I was going with, too, because you know what? Like... This winter, this winter was over before it even started, right? You know, we had our few days of snow and cold, and I think we can all just like pretend that didn't happen. No one, we don't need any more thousand-word think pieces about these streets. Let's get, let's let's move on, please. Let's move on. I'm happy. You heard it here. Spring is coming. Winter's over. Thank you, Haley, for helping me round up the news here on the Friday News Roundup. Groundhogs, poop holes and all we cover everything here on city cast madison and this is the first friday roundup of february so thank you for having me molly it's a pleasure as always that's all for today here on city cast madison i'm executive producer molly stents it takes a whole squad to bring you this podcast every day Bianca Martin is your host. Our producers are Alexandra McMahon, AKL Moment, and Phil Circus. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. You can get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes, written by our very own Haley Sperling. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not help us spread the word? Share this podcast with someone named Jimmy. See you back here Monday morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.